Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Lead Volunteers Live and the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Super grateful that you're here today. We have a very, very, very special and extremely important topic that we're going to talk about today. Very excited for our guest today. What I'm going to be sharing with you today is something I think intuitively we all kind of know, but quite honestly, I think that the data that we're going to share with you will probably blow your mind as it did my mind. Well, here we are today. We're talking with Valerie Bell. Good morning, Valerie. Good morning. It's great to be with you, Josh. Yes. Super, super grateful. Well, listen, tell us just a little bit about yourself before we get into why you, why adults, why people in the church truly matter to a kid's life. Kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So um, like a lot of you, uh, I'm a grandma and uh, doing this podcast, I've got my grandkids, uh, six of them stuffed down in the basement. Yes. They're going to be quiet, I hope. Uh, so um, uh, two sons, two grown sons. Uh, for the last six years, I've been the CEO at Awana. Wow. That's probably the most uh, connecting point that um, they connect with me on. Yes. Well, you know, uh, big fan of Awana. I, when I was a children's pastor for over a decade, we had the largest Awana in the state of Iowa, and we just really had a lot of fun with that. Well, you know, you guys have done a lot of fun stuff over the years, and you've really dialed in and dove deep with a lot of different topics. And the one that you've kind of embarked on lately has been this just amazing study and just kind of talk us through briefly how that started, what what kind of what the study is, and then we'll kind of dive into some of the data. So this, what we're going to talk about today truly blows my mind. Yeah, it, it continued to blow my mind because there is a certain amount of God timing in this. And uh, before COVID, uh, we at Awana, several of us wrote a book called Resilient. Yes. And it's about, you know, having strong faith that will help a child love Jesus for the rest of their lives. Yes. And uh, people said, did you see COVID coming? <laughs> Absolutely, we didn't see COVID coming. But we knew that we saw other things coming and that we would have to teach a different kind of Christianity, same gospel, same Bible, but with an eye towards resilience. So, um, child discipleship adult discipleship mm -hmm. is the muscle that builds resilience and so you don't have to teach resilience you just have to make sure that you're doing actual discipleship and when we looked at the barna study that 50 percent ish of yes. our kids are dropping out of church after um high school we said we've got to delve into that we've got to find out the whys behind that and so um, we subjected ourselves in a little bit of fear and trembling because, you know, we recognize we could be responsible for that stat as well. Sure, sure. One of the things that we've been doing for 70 years. But we gave ourselves to Barna and said, figure out what are the elements that build discipleship? We'd already written Resilient. Yes. But the study that came back was absolutely shocking. Even though it uh, validated our intuitive sense of yes. what build discipleship, there was one area that far exceeded the others. This one area, it, shockingly enough, was more important to a child's discipleship than knowing the Bible. That's shocking. Shocking. <laughs> than attending church. That's shocking. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, and the gulf 
uh, in the uh, data between the children who had this one factor and those who didn't, in over 40 categories, that gulf was extremely wide. It was shockingly wide. And so um, what was intuitive for us for a, a couple of years and intuitive when those of us in leadership look back at our own childhoods, we had this element. That's why we're still with Christ right, and, and right. still adult disciples. Um, but to have the, have the data is going to be a huge help to us in any kind of church, whether you have a WANA, whether you don't have a WANA. Um, so Josh, our dream is to take this data, make it accessible to churches so that they can self-assess how are, are they hitting the uh, pedal? The most are, important things. Yeah. Are they doing it? Or is it just a lot of fun activity and we're not really discipling. We're throwing curriculum at them or we're throwing right. programming at them, but we're not really creating disciples. So what and you so guys found, what you guys found was more than the Bible, knowing the Bible, more than being at church, there was one factor that almost was the grand trump card of them all. And we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to kind of delve into just a, a slice of the data. And and that, that kind of grand thing, that big thing, was the presence of an adult. We knew that. We knew that to be true. But I don't think that anybody, myself included, understood the gravity around which that one factor was going to play in how somebody's life was going to carry on for Christ or not for Christ. Yes. And, you know, uh, it's the presence of the loving, caring adult. That's how we, we uh, identify it. That one factor, uh, uh, the UN has done studies, there have been secular studies on this. UN, the um, uh, Harvard Center for the Developing Child did secular studies. They mm -hmm. all came up with that's the most important factor. We should be putting our money into things like that, encouraging and equipping and training adults to do that work in yes. children's lives. It can, it can mitigate any factor. But we were particularly interested in the influence and the impact that that loving, caring adult had in lifelong discipleship. So in other words, do they stick? Yes. You know, and how does that happen? What In what categories uh, does that happen? Yeah. So... So this uh, uh, that you have up here, two of five children in children's ministry have a positive meaning relationship with a mentoring adult. Uh, so two out of five. And I think you can see as, as we talk, Josh, how important it is, what danger we are in if we can't get volunteers to get down. That's exactly right. You're exactly this right. This is our big issue right now in the church and children's ministry. So two out of five. Okay. So, so give it. Okay. So in a sense, the way that the study started was that it asked a large subset of parents. And then the, in a sense, really the first baseline question was, does your child have a positive, meaningful relationship with the mentoring adult, or do they not have a positive, meaningful relationship with the mentoring adult? And those are the, what, what you guys kind of go down the road with through this study is you refer to it as those who have a meaningful yes. mentoring adult or those who don't have 
a positive, meaningful adult relationship. And so from that one vantage point, you, if you have an, a meaningful adult or if you don't, everything seems to break along those lines. Yes, absolutely. And uh, this is all uh, legitimate. I want to say legitimate study. It was done by Barna. Awana didn't do this on her own. This is you know, a this statistically all- rich. Statistically rich data, uh, uh, authentic uh, yes. study. Absolutely. And it, it, and what's so interesting then is that when, when, when posed this initial question, which by the way, that, that should concern us. Okay. After we get through all of the, the little, the way that the study broke down, the idea that only two of five have a positive, meaningful relationship with the mentoring adult, that's not a good thing. This should be four out of five. This should be five out of five. But this was the this was the fault line that you guys established. And so Correct. so let's go into the data just a little bit. Okay, so the idea is overwhelmingly adults make a huge difference not in the life of a kid but in the trajectory of their faith journey. And let's just add to that not only their particular faith journey but the future of the church. That's right. We're looking at the future of the church in these studies as well as uh, what's happening to kids. Okay, so again, for the baseline, two of five have a meaningful adult relationship, three of five don't. And then when between those two categories, they were asked, parents were asked some very significant questions. And here was the first one. It says, uh, the, the question was asked, believes in and has a relationship with Jesus. And so that was the question that was posed to parents. And interestingly enough, those who had a relationship with an adult, 80% affirmed that. And if you did not have a meaningful relationship with an adult, only 47% affirmed that. This is a big deal. Yeah. So in other words, what you're, what, what, what you're revealing, what, what you're bringing to the surface is that a meaningful ad, a relationship with adult who isn't your mom and dad, right. an outside relationship has a yeah. humongous factor in the believing of a child, the, 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 the belief category. It increases their belief capacity and that closeness to someone who has a faith relationship is a front row seat to faith. That's right. And so, uh, yeah, the gap there is huge. And uh, the rest of the categories reflected a very similar gap between what we're calling the haves and the have nots. And if they have a meaningful relationship with a significant adult other than mom and dad, Mm -hmm. they are significantly more likely to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Blows my mind. And again, I think that we all kind of knew this. But you guys did the down, dirty, get into the weeds work and were super, super thankful. So here's another one. The parents were asked, my child engages in the Bible on a weekly basis. And if, if that child had a significant relationship with an adult, it was over double that they affirmed that. 75% of parents reported their kid does engage in the Bible on a weekly basis. And if you don't have a significant relationship with an adult, 
that turned out to be only 37%. The idea then is an adult, the presence of an adult, does this amazing big thing in the life of a kid. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had broken this down in uh, the resilient book into three categories, discipleship categories, belong, believe, become. And there was some debate about whether believe should come before belong. And right. our, our sense was this, that belong is fertilizes the soil. It's the richness of that relationship that a child's faith can start to root in. Yeah. So, it, but the, it, but it, the interesting it, thing is that you wrote the book resilient, which I have a copy right down here. Uh, you wrote the book, Valerie, before you did the study, and so your intuition was bolstered. Oh, yeah. And and like I said, uh, we were very, we did this study in fear and trembling. What if we found out Awana can't do this? You know, what if we found out there were things that we couldn't change about Awana? And, but we were, I would say, propelled spiritually. To, to, to really ask the question. For the future of the church. We, if, we, if we're too afraid to ask the hard questions that might be revealing, the, the church's future is in jeopardy. And well, I love the church. I want us to be here in 2050. I want this generation of kids to be the greatest generation of disciples the church has ever raised. That's, that's what I want. And, and so, yeah, and so you went into the study with like, what, what will we find? And exactly. interestingly enough, another great question, my child has friends at church. Now, this is probably a peer, a peer relationship. My child has mm -hmm. friend peers. And if that child has a relationship with an adult, the likelihood of them having friends at church is over double. Yeah. Right at double. That blows my mind. And so, by the way, we're only going to highlight some of these, but there's like 40 plus heavy, heavy split indicators that you guys ran into. Blows my mind. Yes. And this study starts with the basic kind of my child likes church, that kind of things. But then it builds and it gets more specific into identity with Christ and discipleship. Yes. And those gaps remain. So the, this group of children who have, they are the haves, uh, hold uh, onto that position, even when the discipleship gets harder. Yes, even when, it's when life like, gets hard. When life gets hard, they're still holding on to their um, this relationship that seems to have a kind of protective, buoying uh, yes. place in their lives. It's just so amazing. Another one. My child's time in church as is, is as important as my time in church, the parents were asked. So in other words, this isn't a drop and dump. I go to church. This is just babysitting for my kids. And the haves, those who had a relationship with a significant adult in their lives, parents answered 76%. They said, big time. My, my child's time in church is a significant priority. And if a kid did not have a significant relationship with another adult, the parents answered affirmatively, only 39% of the time. So yeah. that's crazy. And, and that's crazy. But you can see how this will lead to decision-making in the home. So that's 39%. It's not so important that their child is there, maybe. Right. Where the 76%, it's going to be like... An absolute... It's an absolute it. priority. Yeah. Yeah. So we have stats uh, at Awana that indicate from our studies that 
children are only in church 1.7 times a month. Even if parents say they go to church all the time, they don't, because we can tell from the records. That's right. Uh, how often they're there, 1.7. That's not, that's not almost, that's around 24 hours in a year. You can't create disciples with that little amount of time. You can't. And you know, the interesting thing, uh, Valerie, I actually, when I heard from Awana that stat, 1.7 times Mm -hmm. a month, I myself thought that was maybe, maybe. And so I literally went back to my church, church of about 2000 people. You didn't trust us. (laughs) Well, I did trust you, but I think, I think like the Bereans trust and verify. Yes, and let's so, see if it's true in my circumstance. It, that, that's the thing, because I thought, well, maybe that's true in the aggregate of churches, but what about my church? Yes. And so we did, we went through, I mean, it was a very laborious task, but we found that kids were attending our program under 50% of the time. So 49, if you, if, if you attended our church, your child would be there 49% of the time. So that's that 1.7 right there. That's the same figure. It's the same figure, same figure. And so, uh, I, I, I'm actually quite shocked, um, quite shocked about that. Okay. You know, there's a lot of these wonderful stats, but here's an an important one that you asked. You said, my child learns things in church that I can't teach them. So in other words, parents were asked the question, is church an essential piece to the discipleship puzzle of your kid's life? In other words, could you do it on your own? And parents were, were posed this question. Now, again, I love that there's a fault line that you ask this question, but the the way that they answered the previous question, does my child have a relationship with an adult, was the dividing line. And so, again, my child learns things in church I can't teach them. If a, if a family reported that their kid had a significant adult in their life, 66% said, yes, my child learns things at church that I can't teach them. On the flip side, if they didn't have a relationship with an adult, 34%. So in other words, once again, it just falls out that parents are assuming that they can either do it on their own or it's not really that big of a priority. But if your kid has a significant relationship with an adult, church matters. Getting your kid to church matters. It's so interesting to me. You know, for 20 years, we've been having this debate uh, started with sticky faith about who's primarily responsible for the spiritual formation and development of faith in a child. And we've been batting that across the uh, fence for a long, long time into each other's courts. Um, I I think the time for that debate is over by indicated by this. It it solidifies it. You're right. We all need to have a part in the child's formation spiritually. Nobody uh, gets to to say that's not our job. We're in such a state now, we all need to show up, parents and uh, the church for these kids, for this generation. And you know, the interesting thing is, um, where can a family find that other significant adult? Maybe it's an uncle, maybe it's a neighbor, but you know what? The church has been the place where our kids have found mm-hmm. a significant adult who, I mean, I didn't plan on sharing this, of course, but when my son had a, he's, he's 16 years old, he had a bump and he was frustrated and upset about something. He actually didn't come to me at 16. He went yeah. to his small group leader at church and had a profound 
discussion with him. That is having another significant adult in your life. Well, another one uh, that you mentioned was children's ministry is the highlight of my child's week. Well, interestingly enough, if the kid had a significant adult in their life, or if they did not, split down the middle. Children's ministry is the highlight of my child's week. 59% if you had a significant adult in your life. In other words, that was like maybe even, if I could go so far as to say, that was maybe the reason. One of the reasons why it was the highlight was because they could see somebody who cared about them. Am I right? Yeah, I'm special. I'm I'm special. special. Somebody likes me. Special, yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, and I'll tell you, Josh, we're really, we're not changing so much at Awana that you would look at it and go, wow, is this different? But our emphasis is different because of the study. So we're saying children before curriculum. And I'll tell you, even before I heard other people saying it the first time I did a podcast for Awana on it, that got edited out. It was heretical children before right (laughs) and and but now we're teaching that we're teaching the importance of that loving caring adult and how uh the church uh we we need to build a fire under the church that starts in the children's wing i i think the most dedicated people in the whole church are working in the children's wing and for uh, ministries like awana some of them are 20 30 years that's right i've been with it for a long time what in the world got into you to do that? Yes. And they say they, they fell in love with kids. But but here's the point. We need the adults to show up. Yes. We need them to understand how important they are, how important they are. We need to preach it at them. We need to sing it at them. We need to show it to them. We need to honor that when it's happening. It needs to be the thing that is the big push, not just in Awana, but all children's ministries. And it, you know, and I say to children's workers, you're not just the you're leaders. That's right. Get up in your pastor's face. Send him pictures of those beautiful children and with their and- story. And when the when the new research that you guys have done, when it is published, because it has not yet been published, and yeah. today we've literally just scratched the surface, and we really we really didn't even get into some of the most audacious things that you discovered about how important it really 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 is to have an adult. Once that comes out, I think it's going to be a. a I think it's going to be a watershed moment. I think it's going to be a, a new line in the sand. I truly do. Um, and, you know, I think I think that, that workers in the church, they now are going to deeply resonate with the idea relationship trumps curriculum. Relationship trumps curriculum. Interestingly enough, years ago, I would always tell uh, people that I was leading, if you have a great curriculum... In an unengaged adult, you now have a bad curriculum. If you have a great curriculum, and in, or excuse me, a very poor curriculum in an engaged adult, you have a wonderful curriculum. Because the, the spirit That's- is in a person. And I, yeah. I, I see on social media all the time, what's the best curriculum? That's, that's asked constantly. It you is. Know? And I always want to answer back, the best curriculum is the one that you live. That's exactly yeah. right. The it's best new, curriculum, the, difference. <laughs> the best curriculum is an adult who loves Jesus Christ, who is submitted to him and is laser focused on a subset of kids. That is the greatest curriculum. 
Amen. I agree. <laughs> well, this is so good. This is so good. Well, you know, the interesting thing is adults truly matter. They really, really, really do. We knew this from the beginning. This is not, this shouldn't be shocking, but the data itself that you guys have uncovered has laid everything to rest. In other words, as we close this out, what you have kind of concluded is this is, would you say, let me ask you, would you say that this is the primary factor from, from your studies, and of course you haven't revealed it yet, so maybe you're letting the cat out of the bag, but would you say that this idea of a loving, caring, mentoring adult and the kid, the life of a kid, is that the, is that the primary thing that you would say we should, is, is that the big one, I guess? It's the foundational one, I'd say. Okay. And it starts there. It starts there. It starts there. It doesn't stop there. You know, there actually are three legs. We could talk about that later. Hey, would you have me back sometime when we get closer to? Yes. Uh, would that be fun? And we could kind of talk about um, how it's getting unfolded out. And also, Josh, I don't know if you were there, but there is this thing called the Child Discipleship Forum. Yes, I watched it online. I watched okay, it online. We this, and it, what was fascinating to me, we had 17 different speakers from different places. None of us had uh, promptings or a script for us or anything. Just come do your thing. We all ended up in the same place, and that Isn't was that cool? child discipleship is the most important conversation the church should be having today. How about it? And and <laughs> and so what? So today really is the first conversation. Yes, we can do this again, and. The first conversation is the foundation is a loving, caring adult other than mom and dad. That is that is the foundation upon which other great things are built, which would reduce, which would reduce the idea that a child would exit the church from 18 to 29 and hope to hope to come back once they have babies. Right. We're going to turn that stat around. Yes. Oh, I just so you're good. Here. Yes. We're going to turn that stat around. And our dream is that we will raise up a generation of the greatest disciples the world has ever seen. They're globally linked now like we've never been before. This is true. And also a generation who will love Jesus for the rest of their lives. That's what we want. We don't want to continue down this road of decline and poor sure. me and it's awful. You know, we're going to we're going to be the victors in this and we're going to do it together. Well, and, and one thing that's great is I did read in a very reliable place that Jesus Christ will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Amen. Such good. Amen. Well, Valerie, listen, so thankful. Like I, it, it, it may even sound trite, but I am proud of Awana for delving into this in such a way that reveals these things to us. I mean, really, really, really profound. And again, I have literally just scratched the surface with a couple of these questions. I saw you speak at a national conference and I said, wow, I mean, this is foundational. This is a, a, a real shaking experience. And so I'm so, so, so thankful. Listen, you've got a whole set of grandkids at home. I do. I've stuffed them in the basement and told them, don't you dare make any sound. <laughs> yes. Well, you're a good grandma and you're a good friend. And thank you so much for what you thank are doing. You. Oh, thank you for having us, Josh. It just means so much to us. And uh, we appreciate all that you do in the kingdom for yes. kids and, and for the church. It's well, fabulous. before we leave, just give us a quick shout out about Awana and about some of the work that you do as kind of the president and CEO. Would you do that? 
Sure. Um, I've got so many amazing God stories, Josh, but uh, I'll just give you some figures. Awana reaches 5 million children every week all around the world in 132 countries through 65,000 church partnerships. And uh, this uh, this in itself, Awana was just an American kid ministry for many, many years, 60 years. God has just opened the doors for us. And, um, you know, even uh, we're in the government of Zimbabwe recently asked us to come in and train their teachers in how to work with kids and to bring Awana into the public schools there. And I'm not counting this number in the 5 million, but that's another 3 million children that will completely be a generation of children in Zimbabwe. I want to see that happen all over the world. I want to see... before I go, uh, seats of government that are, are all over the world uh, sat in by kids who came up through the WANA program. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's a God thing right now. It is, <laughs> and I'm so grateful for your leadership. Humble, humble, and yet super intelligent. I mean, humble leadership, but very, very, very intelligent leadership. And so that's what you guys are bringing to the table and you're mm-hmm. helping the rest of us. And I mean- Good. We need, we need people out in front, literally like you. We would be in worse form if we didn't have someone helping find out this data. Well, gang, and again, thank you, Miss Valerie. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you. Yes. Well, hey, gang, thank you guys so much. This has been another short episode here of Lead Ministry Live and the Lead Volunteers podcast, and we will catch you guys on the next one.